0: Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we talk about what to do when there are big crowds at Disney and how you can get around them. Final episodes of this podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you find podcasts. And we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. If you'd like to support the podcast, check us out at Patreon.com slash DisneyDeciphered, where you'll receive bonus content. Or you can also support the podcast at no cost to you by using me as your travel agent. Get started by emailing josephchung at travelmation.net. If you have any questions for us, email us disneydeciphered at gmail.com. Tweet at us at www.deciphered on Twitter or find us on Facebook and Instagram, disneydeciphered. We're also on YouTube now. Check us out there and like and subscribe. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies.
1: And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes.
0: And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So as teased in the last episode, we did want to talk about some strategies to deal with super high crowds when you're at Walt Disney World. I like this episode will be out in time for the huge spring break crowds, especially around Easter. Uh, I know that it is going to be very crowded at Walt Disney World during those times. So we wanted to give you some strategies to make sure you Enjoy your trip. It's going to be tough regardless when crowds are high at Walt Disney World, but you can still have an enjoyable experience like my family did just a few weeks ago. Now, Leslie, we have a bunch of tips, but we should start with tip number zero, which always (laughs) needs to be said when we do one of these episodes. And what is that, Leslie?
1: (laughs) A tip zero, just like tier zero for the Disneyland uh, tickets. So yes, tip zero is don't go if you can help it during high crowd times. I mean, Obviously, you have kids in school, you're a teacher, you're wedded to a school schedule a lot of the time, like a lot of families are. But if you have any flexibility, don't go during high crowd times because... It's going to be a tougher experience, you know, day by day, your logistics, but you're also going to pay more money because at those high crowd times, everything costs more and then you need to buy more extras to have a good time. So you're paying more for maybe the deluxe hotel so you can get extra evening hours or whatever the heck they're called. And then you're also paying more for Genie Plus and things like that. And you're paying higher prices for the rooms because it's a high crowd time. So yeah, just know that If you can dodge it, you should. So if you have young kids, they're not in school yet, go midweek on a random, you know, Tuesday in May, please.
0: Yeah, I mean, I really tried hard coming up with these tips to not just encourage people to throw money at the problem. But just from my experience, like when it is as crowded as it was, and if you didn't listen to the trip report, it was President's Day and Mardi Gras all in the same week. It's really hard not to throw money at the problem. Like even the take a break suggestions are still throwing money at some extent to the problem. So if you can do it, one thing that I've um, really been getting into is the idea of like a Thursday through Tuesday trip, even if it's over a long weekend, or maybe, you know, ideally if for your school system, it's like parent teacher conference weekend and doesn't coincide with one of the major three day weekend holidays. If you go Thursday through Tuesday, you can do the parks on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, maybe even Tuesday, you get four days of park in. And if it's at a quiet time, like even though you're going over the weekend, it's going to be so much better than the week that we went, which was a break for us and what felt like half the eastern seaboard. Um, and so something to consider. Sometimes when you do it that way, too, you can get away with kids only missing one, two days of school. That That's definitely ideal.
1: For sure. All right. Well, let's dive into the tips now that uh, tip zero is out of the way. What was the first thing that helped improve your high crowd experience vacation?
0: All right. Tip one is just about being flexible. Like you are, we talk about this all the time at Disney. You're gonna have to be flexible. Rides are gonna go down. Plans are gonna have to change. Whether you purchase Genie Plus or not during a high crowd time, you really are gonna have to be flexible and be willing to make adjustments based on how your kids are feeling, how your family's feeling, how you're feeling, and how the rides are doing on a given day. This is probably tip 0.1. Just a reminder, if you can't avoid the high crowd times, then be ready to be flexible and to really be able to zig when other people are zagging or zag when other people are zigging if uh, you know things are really crowded because that's, that's the best kind of mentality to maximize your time in the parks.
1: All right. Well, let's turn to tip number two. I'll uh, preview this for everybody. I think it's really important if you're going at a high crowd time to know what you're entitled to to be prepared this is not the time to go into a disney vacation without having read all of the blog posts (laughs) that are out there and learning the systems that disney currently has in place so let's go over what folks are entitled to genie plus you can book that starting at 7 a.m for everybody if you choose to purchase genie plus virtual queues you can Book those at 7 a.m. for everybody. You, of course, need a a park reservation for the park that has the attraction with the virtual queues. Individual Lightning Lane, you can also book those at 7 a.m. if you are staying at an on-property hotel or one of the designated good neighbor partner hotels. Um, and there's a list, and you have to know what that list is to make C sure you're website eligible. For lists, yeah, yes, the website. And for everybody else, other off-property uh, hotels, those are when the park opens. You can't book um, individual paid Lightning Lane until that point. Genie Plus rules, everything those all apply to everybody, regardless of where you're staying. Same rules. And then finally, um, extended evening hours. Those are only for deluxe hotel guests plus. Swan Dolphin, Swan Reserve bonus for for those uh, partner hotels.
0: Yeah, and so the third tip that we're going to have for you today is really to take advantage of the extended hours that you are entitled to. If you're an on-site guest, like Leslie said, everyone on-site, whether you're at the All-Stars or the Grand Floridian, you get 30-minute early entry to any of the Disney parks, and that makes a very big difference. Now, tip two came from... I had a friend who was in Walt Disney World the same week that I was, and they were like, I thought I knew the rules, but I wish I had done better research on the rules. And, you know, that came from them. And one thing they noted was that not realizing that early entry is 30 minutes at every single park. On site guests, they didn't realize that, and that put them back because they were off site um, every single day. Like, there's no way, except for with maybe Kilimanjaro Safaris, like we've said in a previous ride guide episode, there's really no way to kind of get ahead of the crowds because all the on site guests are already on there. Really, if you have them, take advantage of them. Now, we did not take advantage of early entry, but because we were staying deluxe, we took advantage of extended evening hours both at Epcot and Magic Kingdom originally. You know, typically, Magic Kingdom extended evening hours is on Wednesday, so we thought we were going to miss it because that's when we were going to be in Miami. But they moved it to Tuesday for this week for reasons I don't understand. Because of that, we were able to, as we talked about in the trip report, go to Magic Kingdom from 9.30 to 12.30 a.m., uh, which worked out really great for the three of us that went. And I also took my daughter to extended evening hours at Epcot. And although Remy had a pretty... Rough line. We were able to single ride our test track multiple times. We could have done it all night if we wanted to. So those extended evening hours, Magic Kingdom better than Epcot, but Epcot's still, you know, pretty good as well.
1: Yeah, definitely take advantage of those if you're eligible. I mean, you're paying for them if you're staying in an on-property hotel and you're paying for those evening hours if you're staying at a deluxe and, and then some. So. Definitely try to use those if if you can. So tip four um, for a busy crowd time, you need to book your tours and your dining early and often, right?
0: Yes. So remember, you can book special tours and activities 60 days in advance and dining as well. We overbooked dining, although we kept actually most of it, and we booked that up close with Rhino's tour. The reason why this really helps during high crowds is because for example, up close with rhinos, they could only take 10 people. So that was an hour that we spent with only, uh, maybe it was 15 people, but we only spent like, there there were so few people there. That was a little bit of an oasis in like all the crazy crowds um, that we had. Or you know, like last year, my wife and daughter did Wild Africa Trek. And so that was a small group as well. And so they had three hours enjoying Animal Kingdom Park, paying extra, but not having to worry about the crowds. Dining serves the same purpose, right? There's only a limited number of seats at every single restaurant. And so, and we had a lot of great dining experiences. I did mention in the last episode and does bear repeating table service. Dining is very expensive, which is why this is not necessarily not throwing money at the problem, but it gives you a chance to relax, sit there for an hour, hour and a half. Like our kids get antsy, but if, You know, they can hang out like we were at Garden Grill late at night. We saw the characters, the four characters, Chip, Dale, Pluto, and I can't remember the fourth one right now because I'm tired, but we saw them each three times. So there's a lot of good experiences to be had via extra activities, table service, dining. You could do Bibbidi-Bobbidi-Boutique if you get it. Lots of time to be used and positive experiences to be had without having to wait in lines or deal with gigantic crowds.
1: Yeah, very helpful tip. You're going to need those breaks and you're going to need those times away from the crazy crowds.
0: Exactly. All right, before we go to tips five, just a quick reminder. We're on YouTube now, so if you could like and subscribe to us and hit that bell button, check us out on youtube.com slash at Disney Deciphered. Also, as always, you can find Leslie's writing tripswithtykes.com and you can find her at Trips with Tykes on social media. Find me at As the Joe Flies on social media. And if you're looking to book a Disney trip, I'd love to help you and your family out as your travel agent. Email Joseph Chung at travelmation.net. All right, Leslie, let's go to tip five. All right,
1: so tip number five, and this is true for any trip, but especially true on crowded days. You want to choose the days that you're using Genie Plus carefully if you're not going to get it for all the days so think about where you're going to extract maximum value the rides that your kids want to ride and know your strategies for making those selections you know the order in which you need to pick the rides um for the parks that you're going to that day so so really think carefully about when you're going to get the most value out of genie plus because on a high crowd day you are going going to be paying the highest price for genie plus i know you paid 29 dollars on the days that you purchased it right
0: Yeah, we were kind of locked in via our table service dining and like our plan. But if I had planned it better, maybe like I was happy with the two days we bought Genie Plus because we bought it for Magic Kingdom and for Hollywood Studios. And I feel like those are the high value parks for Genie Plus for different reasons. Hollywood Studios is high value because if you can get two, three rides out of it, it feels like it's worth it just because it's so hard to get on attractions there without huge lines and in magic kingdom it's because there's so many options you can use genie plus lightning Lanes a bunch of times and so we skipped it for epcot and animal kingdom which were days where it cost 22 dollars, so they were not as busy epcot we end up making work okay because we had das maybe i would have wanted genie plus that day but i think if we had kind of flipped the days, we could have saved some money. But then of course, Epcot Animal Kingdom would have been more expensive as well. Animal Kingdom, we didn't need it because, you know, we were able to get on Kilimanjaro Safaris early. And then we did up close with Rhinos, which took up a lot of time as well. And uh, Kali River Rapids, which the kids really want to go on, was close for refurbishment. Yes. So didn't have to go on that. And, you know, we like spend a bunch of time at the Boneyard, the playground and things like that. But it worked out for us to just buy Genie Plus for the two days. So definitely think about you know where you're going to get the most bang for your buck for Genie Plus.
1: All right. So speaking of Genie Plus, uh, tip six is more Genie Plus. You want to really use the more advanced tips and tricks um, for maximizing Genie Plus on a high crowd time. And if you want to learn what those are, you should go to our Genie Plus 201 episode. So most useful stacking if you're taking the morning off you should really be using that time to book that first lightning lane at 7 a.m book the next one two hours after park open amass them for the afternoon for when you're heading into the park you also of course want to be prioritizing the rides that you want as well as the ones that you want that are running out (laughs) quickly and um You also want to be alternating um, between Genie Plus and Standby. In your case, I know you were using DAS, but you're not going to be able to fill a day with Genie Plus (laughs) just because you're not going to be able to amass them as quickly on higher crowd days, even if you're using it pretty smartly. And lastly, you want to be maximizing, if you do get those multiple experience passes because rides go down, think strategically about how you can use those. Those are fantastic when they happen um i'm never disappointed it just gives you more choices when you get one and it's a bummer when a ride goes down but ultimately i think it's a bonus for folks who know how to use them
0: yeah like combining the good decision for getting genie plus our magic kingdom day we got like three or four multiple experience passes for random things i mean, space mountain was expected and that was actually it was the most disappointing to my kids because that's the one they actually wanted to ride but um like i think one of the princess mean greets went down and on un- the little mermaid ride went down i don't know it was it was like really random the things that went down but uh worked out well and gives and i actually ended up having more than i could use because we were leaving the park anyway so if you can get those multi experience passages they really do- will make a big difference especially on the high crowd days all right the next tip or idea is really throwing money at the problem but Disney has brought back the after hours events where you pay 150 odd dollars um for 3 hours of access to the parks after the parks have closed you can mix in earlier as well so you can get a good 5 6 hours in the park depending on when you go obviously you have to have kids who can stay up late but these after hour events generally very low crowds. Um, you know, I've seen pictures of people walking onto Rise of the Resistance three times in a row. Um, they just announced that they're going to be doing these for Epcot as well. And Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind is going to be open for that. One thing to consider, especially if you're on like a three or four day ticket, the marginal cost of that third or fourth day is pretty close to the cost of the after hours ticket. So consider having a shorter ticket and buying the after hours ticket and just you know, getting everything done like magic kingdom for six hours, you can get a lot of stuff done. So if it's in the budget or if you can shorten your ticket days and make it in the budget, definitely consider an after hour event. All right. Uh, This is one is, you know, difficult for you, Leslie, but (laughs) tell us about tip eight. and I'll tell you about some of my experiences.
1: I was going to say the same thing. Tip eight is remember that Disney isn't just about the rides. I have trouble myself in doing anything but rides but there there really is so more much more especially in Orlando you've got so much entertainment you have all the characters you just have the atmosphere um, you know world showcase, I'm, I am very good about taking this this advice seriously because I do love just touring the countries and you know eating the food at the festivals and things like that. So so try to do more than just rides, build that into your schedule so that you feel like you're filling the day and being entertained even if you aren't you know squeezing in 20 rides in a day. So what about your experience, Joe?
0: Yeah, so I want to share two experiences that we had that were pretty great. Now, when we say it's not only about the rides, you can also throw in stu- attractions that are like shows. Now, I will note that my daughter tried to see the Indiana Jones stunt show and she could not get a seat. She showed up like right when it was starting, which is crazy. I mean, this that's how that's how crowded it was. But if you're there like 10, 15 minutes early, you're not going to get the best seat, but you'll be able to see that. Fantasmic. Um, The fireworks you can throw in there. Festival of the Lion King. You know, so all those shows and attractions, Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, which I had to do, oh my gosh. Uh, Not my favorite thing, but you know, my kids were like cracking up. Oh my gosh, my son was like laughing so loud, I was embarrassed. Okay, but uh, all those things are things and Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, it's generally a walk-on. If you don't see a line outside, it's gonna be a walk-on. Those are examples of non-rides that you can do, but there's also just the entertainment that is around. And so the two examples I want to share Okay, the first was the Festival of the Fantasy Parade is back, and my daughter and I, despite the insane crowds, um, my five-year-old daughter and I were able to camp out at Rivers of America. And I don't mean—I shouldn't say camp out. We were just at the Rivers of America, and we just stopped five minutes before the parade, and we didn't go to the front row. We just stood on—there's a walkway along the Rivers of America— where it's kind of like a secret path that you can cut through to avoid the crowds. And we just stood there, and we were at the front of that, and my daughter had a perfect view of the entire parade. And it actually, not that many people got on the front rope in front of us either. And so even though I was like, you know, because of where I was, I could put her on my shoulder and not worry about anyone being behind me or anything like that. Didn't I did, I guess, have to worry about dropping her into the river. But aside from that, right, she had a perfect view, and there weren't a lot of people in front of us. And so you can find a good parade spot even, you know, this was this was a Magic Kingdom $29 Genie Plus sold out day. We were able to find a great spot for that. So Parade is a great option. But probably my favorite non-paying attraction is, and I looked it up because I saw him in January too. There's this guy named Nicholas Marks who they had doing entertainment right at the beginning of World Showcase. When I saw him in January, he was playing the Tetris theme, which was amazing. But uh, I'll just read the description of him. A gypsy guitarist, songwriter, and producer known for incorporating rumba, gypsy, flamenco, world music, and a wide variety of genres worldwide. We stopped to watch him play. And then Leslie, I do not know how he discovered this song, but my son is obsessed with Stitches by Shawn Mendez. And I kid you not, Nicholas Marks the second we sat down for like half a song and then the second song he played was Stitches. And so, of course, we had to stay and listen to that whole song. And a good time was had by all.
1: Awesome. This was your son's equivalent to meeting Belle, you know, for your for your younger daughter. This was his his moment of, of glory uh, in Disney Park. So great to know about that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was actually too great because uh, like when I heard Tetris in January, that was awesome for me. And then Stitches uh, in February was awesome as well. So, that Nicholas Marks guy, he's, he's pretty good.
1: All right, scratching both the itches in the Chung family. Tip number nine and our last tip. So, set expectations for yourself and for your family. And I guess we should, as a corollary to that, add, set them at reasonable levels. Um, don't expect to have every day, every minute be the ultimate apex of your disney vacation i mean you had moments like that i mean the, the moment that you used the night that you used extended evening hours at magic kingdom i mean you really did knock it out of the park and you're gonna be able to achieve moments like that but it's not gonna be like that every day um every hour at how crowd times i mean i don't think it's like that probably on any disney vacation but especially not when it's extra busy
0: yeah and this is where we remind you that it is a sunk cost like it's you went at the most expensive time, you went at the most crowded time, you're not going to get that money back. Don't compound the issue by getting into arguments with your. I mean, you're gonna look. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like there were, there were raised voices at various points during this vacation, but as much as you can minimize that, you know, and focus more on the memories you're making and not on maximizing and doing everything that you thought you were going to do is just going to make for an overall better trip overall.
1: Well said, Joe. All right, well, let's close this episode out with our traditional Disney do or don't. What do you have for us?
0: All right, I was good with the expectations, but I think the one thing that I really screwed up on this trip and hurt us extra badly because it was so busy is I did not plan in a rest day. So Disney, don't forget to plan in a rest day. Even on a short trip where like we did four park days, I think we could have done better, maybe having a rest day in the middle and just doing a park on that last day before we went to Miami. Disney is tiring and grueling when there are no crowds. When there are crowds, it just compounds that. And I think having a rest day, and we ended up getting around this by doing a lot more pool days than we normally would and starting mornings late, like we didn't rope drop a single time this entire trip. But if we had just built in a rest day, we could have gone hard one day and then just rested uh, the next. So don't forget those rest days. They are really important. They just help overall with, you know, Miami ended up being our rest day a little bit aside from the, you know, driving three hours to get their thing. Actually, the kids slept in the car, so that was good for them, but don't forget the rest day. Super important.
1: Totally agree. And I'll take that advice next time on my next
0: trip. No, you won't. All right. <laughs> so let's, uh, Close things out. Uh, We do want to remind you that we are on YouTube now. So if you can check us out at youtube.com slash at Disney Decipher and subscribe and like us there, we'd really appreciate it. If you want to see Leslie's writing about Disney and other travel destinations, check her out at at tripswithtykes.com and at Trips with Tykes all over social media. You can check me out at As Joe Flies on social media. And if you're looking to book a trip, email me josephchung at travelmation.net. If you have questions for the podcast, email us disneydeciphered at gmail.com. That's not confusing at all. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Other than that, Leslie, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. And I will see you never going to Walt Disney World on President's Week because you're smarter than that. Thanks, Joe. Famous last words.